Inside Fashion Marketing, the podcast that gives you the tools you need to build your brand, grow your business, and connect to customers on Zalando. Snackable inspiration for fashion, beauty, and lifestyle brands. By Zalando Marketing Services, Zalando's 360-degree marketing unit. Hello, hello. Welcome, dear listeners. Glad to have you on this show. I'm Andrea Santrop, and I'm the Managing Director of Zalando Marketing Services helping connect fashion, lifestyle, and beauty brands and retailers to consumers all over Europe. So, without further ado, let's introduce today's topic, where we'll be discussing how brands can foster awareness around their corporate social responsibility initiatives. Here to talk trends, changes, and strategies with me is Ian Stewart, CMO at Tom's. Ian, great to have you here. Let me start with asking you what motivates you or excites you most about fashion marketing. Hey, well, first of all, Andreas, lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for having Tom's and myself, uh, I'm coming to you guys from sunny Santa Barbara in California. First question, thank you. What motivates and excites me about fashion marketing? I've been super fortunate. I've spent my whole career, 30 years, um, in youth marketing. And really, youth marketing is the intersection of fashion and music. Uh, and increasingly, as we'll talk about this morning, the intersection of fashion, music, and now social purpose. So I've been following fashion trends in youth in youth marketing for, for a very long time. I was a trend manager at Coca-Cola. I worked at MTV for a long time. I worked at Converse for a long time. I worked at UGG for, for a bunch, and now I'm at Tom. So I've been, I've been tracking and following for a long time. And what excites me is, is being able to keep recalibrating each year to remember that, you know, we don't want to age as a brand. We want to remain youthful and young at heart. So what does it mean to be young? You know, what does the average 15 to 18-year-old or 18 to 24-year-old think about today? Uh, and it changes month in, month out, year in, year out. So I, I'm excited by the change of fashion marketing. Amazing. You're at the, um, at the pulse of the zeitgeist, at the pulse of, of how <laughs> society changes, right? The, the future is always in your hands. It's very true. true. It, it gets stressful, but you're absolutely right. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine. It's not so easy. Um, and I wonder, you know, um, you know being a, a U.S. brand and you being based in California, um, uh, recently having launched on, on Zalando, so a European platform, and... Uh, how did that impact your audience definition, your approach, as you started to size up how to go about it? Yeah, I mean, long story short, always look for the commonality. I've always, as I just mentioned, always worked for, for big global brands. I've, I've worked in country-level marketing and regional marketing. I spent a lot of time in, in Asia, 20 years of it or so, but I've spent a lot of time in Europe, and I've, I've been in global roles as well. And it's always easy to say, but it's different here. But what's really exciting about doing marketing well is, is looking for the commonality. And I think what we're seeing now in, in, in the young demographic around the world is that everybody cares, you know. There's a big rise in just social consciousness and environmental consciousness. And that's the commonality that Tom's is looking for. Let's get back to um, audience definition. So suppose you have now defined the, the target audience. You have, you know, worked out the commonalities. Um, how did you go about reaching these customers? Yeah, so commonalities, and, and we'll, we'll get into some details around how you know, Tom's is particularly focused around social issues like mental health. So we've got our commonalities. We're looking for that demographic or within the demographic, the, the, the people that care and really want brands to lead with social cause and, and purpose. And what's great about that is that increasingly almost all young, young people want brands to be socially responsible. So we, we've kind of defined that that target, which, which is great. Um, and then really in terms of reaching, I think we all know this, we, we live in a digital world. I think even, you know, the pandemic accelerated the digital adoption. So 
terms of marketing tactics, it's for us, it's all I see. Perhaps to get a bit of feel, is it is it uh, different perhaps from how you would have done it in the US, the way you approached the outreach here in, in, in Europe? Uh, it, it's a little bit different. I, I, I think that the focus of areas that we we've aligned with as a brand are global, you know, topics such as mental health and access to opportunity, and then being able to support underserved communities such as you know, people of color, the LGBTQ community and, and women and, and girls. So you know, that's the kind of sort of the common area. And, and I do believe that that's as relevant in Germany and across Europe as it is in the US. And even in, in Asia, I mean, look what, look what how mental health has risen to the surface, even just in the last few months through the sporting arena. So you know, commonalities are there. The difference in Europe for Tom's is that we're not as established as we are over here. You know, Tom's is a, it's a pretty famous brand in the US. It, it you know, came out of the gate 16 years ago with social purpose as the reason for starting the company by our founder. Um, and, and so it's been really entrenched and established. We have massive brand awareness over here. So what we're doing in the US is refining that awareness as we update our impact model. But what we're doing in Europe is introducing the brand as a brand of, of fashion and footwear and introducing our impact model. Uh, so really, in Europe, it's about raising awareness first versus refining that awareness in the US. And can you share a bit for our listeners uh, how you go about measuring the impact and the progress you, you make on building this awareness? Yeah, I, again, I think it's exciting that we live in a digital um, ecosystem for marketing increasingly because that means everything's so measurable and so connected. Uh, so anybody that's going from, from banner ad to, to site to product landing page to, to, to purchase, you know, it's, it's all very traceable and trackable. That said, Apple privacy and Facebook recently mm. has, has definitely upset the Apple cart in terms of, of, of unnecessary tracking. But yeah, digital allows it to be very trackable. We've also had some fun over in the US doing some street level posters in key cities like Los Angeles and New York, which are always fun to do because it gets you great eyeballs on the street. Uh, but we put QR codes into those. So we're actually able to track for the first time that the intersection of the physical environment to the digital. So we've been tracking all of our 360 campaigns. We've done some great campaigns with Zalando. We, we've got you know two in the bag already this year um, and planning up for next year. And they were very digital first, you know, link, linking up your your digital properties with social media platforms like TikTok and Snapchat. Um, so it's exciting times. Very good to hear. Very good to hear. And um, any peak also into effects or on on performance perhaps? Or is it is it really... You know, you, you focus on the awareness building first. Uh, well, yeah, man, we're in business to improve lives at Tom's. And, and that means that the more we, we sell, the more we can give. And our, our impact model is actually specifically geared, you know, towards being proud that we want to sell products so that we mm. can generate profits. And then we, we can then give a third of our profits to support those areas and communities that, that, that I mentioned before. So, yeah, we, we, yes, we need to raise awareness, but, but principally we need to, to sell shoes. And... It's been an exciting year for us um, at Tom's because we refreshed our iconic shoe or silhouette called the Alpagada, which we really were famous for, um, but we hadn't really updated that and modernized it since the company started 16 years ago. So we've been busy working on uh, modern versions of the slip-on. We launched a, a version for, for women called the Mallow with, with you guys, um, which is a really beautiful modern version with all the DNA, but, but with comfort and tech and, and environmental sustainability built in. So we launched that with you in, in June, and then we have a, a version for men's called the Rover, which we, we dropped the first um, the first run in, in July with some more coming. 
later in the year. So we, we, we've had great sales with that because we're giving our existing loyal customer a new a new version. It's not replacing, it's an and, not an or. So there's, there's a new version for our loyal customer, particularly over here. But the Mallow and the Rover are, are great introductions to our brand with modern modern styling for the new consumer that we're going after. And we, we're seeing great sell-through. We had great sell-through with you guys on the on the Mallow, which is exciting. We're getting phenomenal sell-through over, over here on toms.com with some of our wholesale partners as well. So that's encouraging. I wonder, because we, there's something we, we, I would say we hear in the market here and there, would you say that the focus on on driving societal change that you mentioned is something that, that customers, in particular the younger generations, are valuing more these days than, than they have in the past? So in a sense, are you, are you riding a trend? As I mentioned before, Tom's is one of the few companies that started to do good. Like our founder, Blake, um, is very similar to the founder of Patagonia, Yvonne, where they both started their companies to do, to do good in the world. So the, the business model was based at Tom's around social impact. There's very, there's very very few brands in the world who were founded with that in mind. So a lot of brands are, are definitely you know, moving to add more focus on social impact and, and sustainability. So th there's brands that are catching up, and, and which is fantastic to see. Everybody you know, is leaning even more into doing social good, supporting communities and, and being sustainable. Um, we already have that there. So we're not really riding the wave. I think the wave is catching up with, with, with Tom's so to speak, uh, which, which is great. Um, it, it, I think that means with our awareness and brand discovery that as people discover us as hopefully a fashion forward brand at places like Zalando, uh, and then they dig in a little bit about the brand history and, and storytelling and, and they see some of the, the content that we're creating and the influences that we're using who have social platforms, that I hope, we hope that that resonates with them and they go, oh, that's interesting for me today. That brand looks like it's telling the sort of things that I want to hear. Let me understand, oh gosh, Tom's been around for 16 years and it's always been doing this. It's always been in the social space. And in fact, it was founded to do good in the social space. So I, I think we're really well placed right now. As we, as we mentioned before, the, the world's becoming more focused on environmental issues and sustainability. And the world's becoming absolutely more focused on, on social issues and supporting underserved communities. So we're, we're right in the middle of that. It's very nicely put, if I may say. Uh, so the, the wave has caught up with you rather than you riding mm. the wave. I think it's a really nice one too. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm very close with Patagonia as well. I'm a surfer and I, I know the, the whole crew over there and I know Yvonne as well. And, and, and I've been very close to environmental and sustainability for a very long time. And the wave is catching up as well in, the, in that space. And it's great to see people, as I said, it's, it's becoming front page, unfortunately. But because of that, we're going to become more responsible. We're going to want brands to be more sustainable. We're going to want brands to be more socially responsible. And we're going to want brands to support their communities. So I'm so excited to see this wave catching up because this young generation, this is how they're building themselves. They want to be guardians of the planet and they want to do good to the community. And then therefore, they're going to want brands who are doing that. So we're ready. We're here. We're waiting. What do you think is driving this wave? Is it is it the generational shift or is it some other deeper factor? The generation shift is that this generation coming up, you know, Gen Z and the younger millennials uh, and what comes behind them are growing up in a world where this is, is more topical and, and as I said, pay, front page, page one mm. information. So th this is how they, they're, they're evolving into the world. Whereas for us older generation, you know, we're being introduced to these issues and topics um, some, sometimes through our adult, adult life. So I'm excited that the younger generation are, are, are coming into the world and, and believing that this is the paradigm and that they can make change 
and, and do things for the good. So I think that that's, that's really exciting as I look forward in terms of the generation um, shifts. So we're excited about Gen Z. Our focus is Gen Z. We think that they're, they, they're caring, they're, they're, they're responsible, they want to do good. But then I think there's also just been shifts in the world over the last couple of years that are, that are making these topics, I keep saying it, but, you know, front page, all the environmental issues that have happened just, just in the last couple of years, all the social issues that are that are coming to the forefront, particularly over the last year and a half, and, and even the impact of COVID. You know, it was a time where we were all at home spending a lot, of, lot more time reflecting on what's important and what's not. Um, and and that's, that impacts people's decisions on what they buy and, and what they align with. So I think that COVID was also a moment of pause. And in terms of Tom's and COVID, you know, that was, that was the time that we took to take stock of who we were as a brand and how we wanted to evolve and move forward. And, you know, we haven't talked about it, but one of the things we have done over the last year and a half is evolve our giving model from giving, you know, one-for-one shoes to giving a third of profits to underserved communities, particularly in areas like mental health. So we've used recent times to reflect and change and grow and, and become more relevant. And I think that the changes that we've made to, to focus in on profits that are very transparent, that go to specific areas like mental health to, to, to support communities such as people of color and the queer community is the right thing to do for today. You know, looking at, at, the, uh, at the fashion marketing world from a, from a brand that has been uh, socially responsible at heart from, from inception, mm. um, how would you, or what is your view on, um, you know, the adaptation we see across the industry of, Essentially, you know, brands perhaps trying to ride the wave now mm, and, mm. and change the way they communicate and market their products. Yeah, yeah. On the one hand, it's fantastic that people, that brands and, and leaders and brands are wanting to do more good, that they're wanting to give more to communities, that they're wanting to be more sustainable. So I think that's all a great thing. I think it's really important, though, to do it in a genuine and authentic way. Um, I think you know we, we we use words like greenwashing when brands are, are racing into in the into the environmental space without really thinking through the full supply chain and the full impact that they're making. So that you know, don't rush. Do it. Do it slowly. Do it properly. Be transparent. Um, and it's the same in the social impact space. You know, we, we we get phrases like you know rainbow washing if people are moving towards the LGBTQ plus community without true authenticity and. And thinking it through. So I think we're going through an era now where brands are, are racing towards being better and doing good. I think that's a good thing. But by racing, it means you can potentially not be authentic and genuine. And, and the younger generation will see right through that. So I think a, a, an intent to do more good is fantastic. The execution of doing that good and, and doing it in a genuine and authentic way is critical. And not just in, in terms of the, the front-facing way you do it, not just in terms of the way you speak to the, your, your customers, But internally as well, you know, we have three three major strategies at Tom's and, you know, one of those is the social impact and one of those is is making modern fashion forward product. But the third one is absolutely about being the company that we, we say we are, um, that we believe that, that change starts with us, that, the, that, that everything we say on the outside has to be reflective of the inside as well. Um, so I think that that's important, again, being authentic. I fully subscribe to that. But it's increasingly easy for the for the consumer to to see through um mm. you know things that are just put on lipstick on a pig so yep. to speak yeah, um yeah. and uh, i have to say when when you when talking to partners it is um i think the the sentiment is potentially also moving from a or is even moving i should say from a whole of company 
change to a whole of supply chain change in some mm. in some cases. I wonder. Um, I think uh, I don't need to really ask whether you think this this sentiment change uh, or this this value change uh, in the consumer space is here to stay. I think uh, I, c I can guess the answer is yes. But I still wonder um, for for our listeners, could you could you give an outlook on on what you think um, the journey is going towards in the in the consumer yeah. sphere? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think you're absolutely right. These are big societal trends. You know, this isn't about music tastes and and the how wide you, you, your pants legs are and, and you know what color t-shirt you're wearing. You know, this isn't short-term fashion stuff. We're, we're talking about big shifts in society, like, like the wellness trend. You know, that, that wellness trend is here to stay because the opposite of the wellness trend is not not being well. So, you know, that that trend is mega trend is here to stay. It's the same as sustainability. Who doesn't want to be sustainable? And, and equally social impact and supporting communities who, who doesn't want to do that. So I think they're all they're all here to stay. The way that I see it is that, you know, we're going through this transition where people are, you know, brands are, are, are either racing into it or, or easing into it, but that, you know, they're moving towards it, which is, which is great. And I think where we'll get to is that these things will just become table stakes, you know, that they won't become marketing sharp points and stories of difference because we'll all be doing it. It's like comfort, you know. Everybody has comfortable products. You, being comfortable is not it's not a unique um, selling proposition anymore. It's it's a table stake, and I think being sustainable, being socially responsible, will in the next few years become table stakes because everybody will need to do it. Everybody has to do it, and and, and the the consumer is gonna is gonna demand it. What, what's interesting for me will be the brands that don't make it. You know, they they either get called out because they're they're saying things that aren't true. Um, and that can be catastrophic because you can go from from hero to zero very quickly. But brands that just don't don't embrace the space, you know, I, I wonder if this new generation will start rejecting brands, calling them out, and rejecting them for for not being able to keep pace with their expectations. So I think the the backlash of trends. I've always I've always been interested in the backlash. You know, but what, what does that look like? What does it look like when brands aren't pick, stepping up and doing the right thing? And I imagine you know also at Tom's it will um, it will trigger more reinvention. Uh, discussions, uh, you know, to uh, to stay ahead or on top of the this USP, this position. Yeah, yeah. If if everyone I, I is so. trying I to catch up, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, as I said, we, we we were founded with social purpose in mind, so we're we're in a good space, and you know, we, we're, we're proud of that. We, we've done we, we guide a lot of other brands, and we've just evolved our model. So we hope that the evolution of our model towards giving profits to underserved communities it becomes a model that other brands want to embrace and doing it in a generous way. We're giving a third of our profits. So it's we're giving a significant amount of what we make into those communities. So we hope that, that brands f follow our lead, you know, for sure. Yeah, and what would you be your advice to um, to those brands where, and I, th I think this happens quite a lot, you know, you, you see some trend in the market and you realize, wait a second, uh, we actually, actually have been doing this forever. We just, you know, never communicated much about it. And then... Um, you know, you start uh, thinking about how to reposition. What would be your your reaction? What would be your advice? Are you talking about brands that that potentially um, have been doing some sort of social impact forever, but haven't been talking about it? Is that is that what you mean that they that they're already in the space? Yes. They just didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. Some some of the really big companies, and I've worked for some of them, have have very deep philanthropic um, commitments, but those commitments often sit with a corporate responsibility team or it might sit in the CEO's office, you know, it's it sat in a different place in the company in the past, particularly the big companies where there might even be a corporate website. So it's not really consumer facing. And it, 
I think what's happening with those companies is that, yes, you're right, there's companies who've been donating to nonprofits for a long time and supporting different causes. And it's moving from the corporate office to the to the consumer front facing. I think that that's exciting. So, you know, that's that's the the trend of of shifting companies that are already doing it and and, and putting it more on the on, on your sleeve and talking about it and being proud to talk about it because you know three years ago you, you didn't see on Instagram companies talking about giving to nonprofits. It just it just wasn't something you thought thought to do <laughs> or, or really speak very much about the environment. So you're moving it to the front is great if you're doing it already. And if you're not doing it already, the best advice is start doing it. You know, to talk to your internal employees and, and find out what what aligns with your values as a company and what aligns with the, with the, your employees because they need to be proud and live and breathe it too. And pick some lanes. You don't have to solve every world problem. You don't have to support every single cause. But, 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 but pick a couple and then just do it and be proud. And, and if you're catching up, fine. And if you're racing, no problem, as long as you're transparent about where you are in the journey. Just, you know, get into it and get after it because that's what excites me, that the world's becoming more caring. Now, we are nearing the end, and uh, I would like to uh, to bombard you with one more question. Um, how would you, how would you for our, uh, summarize, in a sense, for our listeners, the top takeaways for brands when it comes to creating campaigns that are corporate social responsibility? Yeah, being genuine and authentic is uh, just really important words. Um, and, and the way that we think about those things at Tom's with the execution of our marketing strategy is making sure that the, the, the people we cast are genuinely in the space. Uh, we, we're not looking just for models. We're looking for, for, for people who have social platforms that, that really live and breathe and share the same values that we do. So super authentic in, in that way. Secondly, you know, that internally you can walk the walk and stand beside the, the values that you're communicating to your, to your audience and, and that you're living that as a company um, in, in, all the, in, in all the ways that, that, that you can. So I think that that's really, really important with being genuine and being authentic. Um, I think being transparent is critical as well, you know, making sure that all the things you're saying on, on Instagram, for example, or TikTok are clearly available with a lot more depth and, and information on your website, you know, because people will come and look. They'll, they'll want to understand if what you're saying on, on social media is actually how you're living and breathing as a company. So we spend a lot of time making sure that we're very prominent in our homepage around our social impact and our sustainability commitments and promises, and that you can dig in and, and download and, and really get into the details and the data. And, and we're not glossing over stuff. We're, we're being very fact-based. You know, we're not 100% sustainable, but we're tracking in that direction and we, we're giving information to the consumer to tell them where we are in, in that space. So I think being genuine, being authentic, being transparent and evolving, but not all the time. I think that if, if, you, if you chase the social issue month in, month out or year in, year out, because they, you know, different topics become important at different times in society, even over the last three or four years, I think jumping around is, is not necessarily the right thing. I think you know, people say that Gen Z care a lot about, about a lot of different topics, and that's great. doesn't mean you have to support all those topics just because Gen Z cares about many, many different things. Uh, we, we've picked our lane. It's social impact. It's mental health. It's access to opportunity. We've, we, we want to support certain communities, and we, we're very clear about that, which means we're also clear about the things we're not, we're not going to do. And that's probably my, my fourth and final bit of advice about executing this stuff is it's okay if you don't support every single issue. It's a, That's fine. I, th I think being true to the ones you do support, sticking with them, with longevity and, and really getting behind them and um, and seeing them through all the time, I think for me is probably the most important. Excellent. That's great advice. 
Thank you so much, Ian. And as we are nearing the end, thank you also so much for the time overall. I have to say I very much enjoyed listening to your great insights. I'm looking forward to seeing how Tom is going to evolve and develop on Zalando in Europe and in general. And um, I'm pretty sure now our listeners feel more equipped to talk about and to drive corporate social responsibility and also creating campaigns around that. Now, dear listeners, if you liked the episode, make sure to subscribe. We for sure have more wisdom coming from top marketers across the partner base. And uh, that's going to come in just two weeks' time. Thank you very much. <laughs>